writing expert and writer. I help you overcome the fear of writing and publishing your book. I offer an online course called Believe You Can Write and I support you with one-on-one coaching. Get in touch with me if you need help. And please share this podcast with a friend who you know needs to hear this episode. And please review it and leave a comment on the platform you're listening to right now. And today I'm so excited to have Kerstin Jude from Germany with me. Kerstin is an expert on social human communication, creative media producer and lifestyle photographer. She works with inspired women on reclaiming their authenticity and guiding them on a self-realization journey to develop their personal brand and turn their talents and passions into strong and lucrative business adventures. On her personal journey, she has found herself again and again in the situation where she put her needs and happiness on hold and focus all her time and labor force into being a super employee with the result of two burnouts and losing her child and partner to self-sabotaging practices. Coming out of her own self-realization path, she created the masterclass My Next Step 101, where she teaches now the universal law on self-love, personal growth, and focus breakthroughs. Welcome, dear Kerstin. Hi, Esther. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad so, to be here. Thank you yeah, for inviting me. Me too. So let's start with the first question. What has been your most difficult moment in life and what did come out of that? Oh, that's a loaded question. I mean, there are so many moments that were um, defining to me, but I think um, when I um, put them all together, the um, the lesson, and I'm going to start with the lesson, is basically, it is, it is about, for me at least, it is about stop uh, building li- my life around others and learn um, to realize myself with greater confidence and strife, which means I had to learn the hard way to really focus on my own desires to make them come true before helping others and not the other way around. Because in the process, I've been losing myself. And every time I dared to do it, like put myself first, I did a step, I was very courageous, but then I got lost in the process. So my my three points where I was truly um, just be in my power was one, I was born in East Germany and I left that country actually before the reunion with West Germany. So that moment, being by myself and being sent across the border with no uh, no connections, no idea about what I'm going to do or where I'm going to end up. That was great for me. It was a great strife for me, but I didn't know what to do from then on. So there was um, that um, that moment where I went back into my old behavior just to say, okay, I need to surf, 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 surf in, in order to survive. And um, that 
mindset kept carrying on throughout my life and um whatever wherever i went i went i lived in, in different countries i when i had a lot of adventures um but in the end every time i did something for myself as soon as i did it i went back to this old behavior in okay well now now i'm here but now i have to serve again and in that process um it was a self-sabotaging process where i really lost um the passion for the things that I really wanted to do. And I also treated my surroundings the same way. So they weren't important enough <laughs> um, as the work and serving others was. And so I lost a lot of uh, friends. I lost, a, I lost my partner and my child through that. And um, I run myself into a couple of burnouts and um, on the pinnacle of it all, Meaning, um, when I when I was burned out and when I lost my child and my partner, um, I really put myself into a mental coma where I just really needed a time out, and that took a, a full year just to realize what was going on, who am I, how do I find back to my strength, and not just catapulting myself into situations and then failing in seeing it through to the full success. And so, um, yeah, that kind of like was my, my short story into the, um, into my, yeah, defining moments that made me realize, so it, there is no future in how I behave. Hmm. I'm so sorry, Christine, to hear what you went through. We all mm. have, you know, we all have tragedies in our lives mm. and, and for everyone it's different. We all experience something that is a great heartache or, um, a great tragedy and for me it was that um, and I'm pretty sure there are many women listening here that have something very similar mm. and also what you're saying putting your needs second and the other need the needs of the others first that really relates so much to me yeah mm. we are conditioned in in early childhood and yeah, we, we could sit down and blame our, oh, we are, we are born into this. But no, we can't because we are humans. We have the possibility to get out. But that process of getting out, this is self-taught. No one teaches you that because everyone has its own journey. And that is life. So what do you think was the most hardest moment for you in life? The hardest moments were um, were exactly that to realize that because of my behavior, <clears throat> I destroyed many things that were dear and precious to me, and um, that I had to step it up not only into um, creating change because that is what it's all about. It's all about creating change, but then from there going on further to go through a transformation and evolve as a, as, a, as a soul, as a human, um, in order to make progress. And so the, the hardest thing for me was truly to, after so many um, adventures that were great, but ultimately losing it all, because I, I only changed creating chaos and didn't transform. And so with that heartache, that was a tough moment. This, this, this was really um, something that broke me. 
But I think equally tough and equally hard was the journey to myself, to truly sit down and fess up to myself. What am I doing? What is self-destructing? And then allowing myself to realize it, make changes and move away from it consciously. That is just as tough as creating a circumstance. And I have children and you said you lost your child and I'm so sorry about that. How, how old was your child? It was, um, it was not born, mm. um, but it was um, already in a, in a time frame where it shouldn't have been lost. Mm. So, and the circumstance, I don't want to go into that because that's a whole other story. It's, it's, it's very painful. And it took me a long time to, to actually move through that mm. um, and, um, and be okay with the child not being there um but i think in any in any state whether it's it's you know whether a mother uh loses a child very very early on in a miscarriage or later on in life it's it's if you're a mother meant to be that is a heartbreak you never recover from really mm. yeah and what helped you the most in those difficult moments? Do you remember? Uh, what helped me the most were, obviously I had uh, luckily a, a good um, good people around me that, that gave me hope, that, that just kept me going. But also I think my own will or my own desire to, to survive that um, building the strength to say, I, I get through this here and I come out on the other side, different, greater, more evolved, um, stronger, and uh, making sure this never happens again, meaning really putting my mind self, mindset in a diff different state so that I realize certain things early on and no, don't make the mistakes again. Did you have some coaches at that time? No. no. That process I did all myself. Mm. I truly, that's why I always say I was like, I was in the mental coma for a year because during that year of processing and just truly getting, yeah, getting to the bottom of it all, um, I totally secluded myself. I, and I, I could not participate in any in anything really I was really um I was at home in my in my in my four corners and um I was just processing mm. yeah sometimes it's hard to to get help or isn't it you know um I think that's a personal thing I do believe that uh coaching and a therapy after a tragic loss is important um if you show certain um certain tendencies um I, you know namely if you feel suicidal or something but i never had that i love life i love life i would never um give it up for anything 
out of free will. Um, but you know, I there there are others that um, that don't measure up to that. That say I I can't, and it's not that they are weak. They just function differently, and you you got to honor this as well. For me, it was just I needed a break. I needed a break from all the outside influence because that was what I'm what I at the time basically blamed. I blamed my environment, how I grew up, how I was conditioned for my failures. And I really had to come to grip with um, how much I would keep allowing those influences. And so I needed to push everyone and everything away from me in order to make that realization. Now, again, for others, this doesn't work that way. They really need or it would be better if they would go and have coaches or therapists or something just to, you know, keep their sanity and, and, and help them to move through. I got, I, you know, later on, I, um, I did a different kind of therapy. It was also a self-healing, but just because I knew how to, once I tapped into the power and uh, that was helping me. And uh, with that, discovery um i thought this is so powerful i want to help with that other people not in the tragedy phase but afterwards when they start building themselves up great love it yes <laughs> um yeah i remember for me it was hard to get help because i always felt ashamed to talk talk about my family in front of other people because my family we we weren't allowed to speak about mother father to others so I don't know you didn't have that probably um well my family growing up was very uh, private as well in that um when we were in the private family, we had we had a lot of friends and a lot of, um, you know, we were out and about. And so, but, um, you know, at home, uh, it would only, you know, you would you would change clothes behind, uh, you would change clothes <laughs> behind closed doors. Um, you know, the bathroom would always be closed, but if someone was in there, so there was no peeking, um, you know, and um it wasn't that, you know, I ever saw my, my parents naked, you know, <laughs> um, or, or I would, I would um, see or just, you know, um, have an idea of what they're doing in the bedroom. Like, no, 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 no. We weren't a religious household and this has nothing to do with it, but it was a religion of not getting too close. Like even, um, I mean, for, for me, I, I was the, the, the third child of three, and I wasn't a wanted child. So I was anyway, um, I was never really accepted into my family. And, um, you know, to make matters worse, um, I was really bullied um, throughout school from my own family, from, um, you know, a, a certain side of it. And um, I never really experienced love, how parents really would give their children. It was just always like a, a situational, okay, you're, you're fine, you know, don't cry, you're fine but never this like really hugging and this loving. And I never knew that, you know? And so that is, that is also something that, you know, I cannot blame them for it because they also had difficult childhoods and you know, they had their own demons to fight with, um, but it affects a child. And this is how you behave into your adult life. 
And so, yeah, I, we, you know, like you, we, I wasn't allowed to speak <laughs> or to show weakness. No, mm-hmm. you know, and I couldn't tell the truth either because that never existed. Mm. Yeah, I understand you, Esther. This is, this is terrible. I mean, you, you know, um, and then I, and then I hear about other families, how loving this is. And I'm just, I, when I was younger, I couldn't help but be so jealous that I, you know, I wouldn't even want to be friends with them because they were too good. How weird. Uh, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> and then it takes so long to, to love ourselves, to, to be, to nurture our small child in ourselves to, and to heal, heal it. it heal it yeah to heal it yeah. and you know to heal it is one thing but to empower it to grow because we don't want to stay in the child stage we want to grow we want to become adults and we want to be powerful in our own greatness and so yeah to to show the child come on we can do this and let's just you know use it use the child for the playful phase of growing because we need that um child childish playfulness in order to reach the next levels of greatness we need to experience freedom in thought and freedom in in creation which children have you know when you look around what they all do in their creative minds and what they build with their you know in in their in their imagination we need to definitely carry this through but um to to just say i need i just to keep saying i need to heal my my inner child that works only so long but then you have to take on as an adult and say okay like that is now healed and now i need to we, we need to move on we need to move forward but that's a tough one that is really tough because um you need to go into the unknown like i said in the beginning no one teaches you what your greatness is you have to experience it for yourself so um, you also have to bring yourself into letting go from all the old conditioning and moving on into something that you don't know. But that it's great because if you have your child with you, the child is very courageous. They say, hey, let's do this. I want to try this, right? We, have a, we as adults, we are like, I don't want to go on this roller coaster. I'm not crazy. And the child is like, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> you know? So um, we are, we are, um, we are very frightened as adults, which is kind of weird because, you know, we have the power. Mm. So we need that combination, child-adult, mm. to grow. Mm. Tell me more, Kirsten, about this unknown you, you started going into. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, if you just think about it, you know, like when we were younger, at least in our generations, today it's very different. The generations that are born today, starting with the millennials, they have a very different mindset. But generation, the, the baby boomers, generation X, generation Z, we're the last ones before the millennial. We think still very different, right? So now I'm losing my train of thought. Um, oh, the unknown. This is a sign of aging, huh? 54. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so into the unknown. Yeah, so um, we were still trained to, okay, so you go to school, then you learn, a, you learn a profession, then you start your adult life with getting a job, building a family. And, you know, once you're done with everything, then you retire and that's it. So that's kind of like the shortcut through it all. 
but um we don't know when we are young what we want well our inside we may know what we want to become but me growing up in east germany i didn't have i had two options what i could become i like from from a profession i could either become a um, technical draftsman which in german is maschinenbauzeichner or i could become a um, an administrative assistant kind of like something secretary clergy kind of thing these were the two professions that were available in in my graduating year that i could start um doing uh doing um oh, how do you, um, an ausbildung eine lehre i don't know what this is in german apprenticeship yeah. well apprenticeship. like yeah mm -hmm. and what so, was your dream kerstin i wanted to do something graphic something creative i wanted to mm. do graphic design and for me luckily the internet then slowly came and so i totally dove into multimedia production i loved graphic design like um for for yeah digital design digital graphics digital everything that was my thing oh my god i loved it Yes, but I, I still, until later, I didn't know what I wanted to become as, as like as a profession, because it was a wide range what I had interests in. And so um, in, going into the unknown, going back to this, I'm, I, 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 this was my place. I always stepped into the unknown because I was ready for adventure. I wanted to experience things. I, like I said in the beginning, I moved from country to country. Um, and in the beginning, I thought, oh, I'm jumping from job to job. But looking back, I had a red line going through it. And this was always marketing. I would always be on either side of the marketing, creating and executing, creating and executing, whereby I never learned marketing. I never went to study marketing, except in Vancouver, when I lived in Vancouver for a short moment. Um, I did kind of like a continuing education kind of course on marketing and advertisement, but I never studied it. I would study graphics and multimedia. I went to college for that. And so um, I, um, but this was the profession. So I, I did, um, I stepped into unknown uh, in the in profession, just kind of like to see um where I can go with this and what I can create with it. But I was always entrepreneurial. So even though I was employed for most of my life, within the companies, I was always the one who created things um, that on their own could become an entity. So um, it was always an entrepreneurial spirit that drove me, making things better, creating things, selling things. Um, coming up with ideas how we can um, make more income or profit for the company and all these kind of things. Um, on a personal level, that was for me, um, I wanted to, I was really curious about human, being human, but I also was curious about soul journeys. So, if you know me, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm way into the mystical metaphysical, but also on the other hand, I'm like way forward into technology and, and new things and, and human evolution. So it's like, for me, 
I'm kind of like the middle point. And for me, um, stepping into the unknown, that's a theme. That's for me a total theme. Mm-hmm. Imagine when I, when I back, way back when, when I left East Germany, I did it by myself within 10 hours. I got in the morning, I got the letter. I needed to leave. And in the evening, I left everything, my, my entire youth, my entire life behind me, went across the border into something completely unknown to me. Wow. How old were you? I was 21. Wow. I was 21 years old with 10, with 10 hours notice mm. to leave everything behind and go across the border with two suitcases, mm. not knowing what the future will hold. And I did this again and again, moving from country to country. Mm. It was never that significant ever again because it was really going from one society to another and it was going from family and friends to like nothing Mm. going from a secure life into unpredictable just not safe not secure whatever (laughs) but that's me and and I did this for many years like I always what I did was always like I want to try this I want to make this work because I Mm. can see and this is how you grow this is how you get strong this is how you grow and this is how you can see how far you can go you said something interesting let's go back you have you said you have these two sides you have this uh, spiritual creative side and the other one um more new life new technology technology um, progressive yes 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 into the the future yes this is interesting how you you create your own being these you're unifying these two sides or how how do you cope with that because there are you know i think there's a purpose there's a purpose to me on that um like i said before it's like because we have this generational um discrepancy in in how we are brought up and what our what what we what we believe our purpose here is and um for me there is also a, a point that I always make is like because when I when I see um you know people my age like anyone um so past 50 so I'm outing myself here but it's like I'm past 50 um when I see many of of my midlifers and olders um they have if they don't have children that are actively involved into uh, becoming a millionaire or, or creating a business, because that's a whole, that, that's the new generation. Like think about how many young millionaires we have that have made money on the internet or now with the, with the new currencies. Many of the older ones and think back how it was when we were younger, how many of the olders they had trouble uh, working on the computer. They were scared of the computer, right? That was the time when we were like, no, 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 we're already computer age. We know how computer work. And, and the older generation, they're like, I don't, what, what, what happens when I, when I hit the enter button? Does the thing explode, right? <laughs> that was our time. That was our older generation being afraid of computers. And now we are, our generation, we're like, Oh my God, the future, we have no grip on it. It's like, what do you mean? I don't need to type into my keyboard anymore. I just have to speak. And 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 the, the grocery car comes and delivers me my, my food. What the what 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 happened? Like, how is the future working? Or what do you mean I just have to say, um, you know, 
kid come on over and some Google car shows up or Tesla. We don't know what the future, and I think there's a translation because I can see how the future is developing, but many of my generation or of our generation cannot. Mm. And I think there I find a purpose and a pleasure in it because I, because I have that connection. I see the dangers, but also the, the mm. good stuff that the future will bring. Um, I can sense it. I can, in my mind, I see it. Um, and I think I can help many others to um, become calmer or to prepare better for the future because we live longer, but we are not necessarily healthier longer. So there needs to, something needs to change because retirement and retirement money doesn't carry you through. So you need to participate in one way or the other in the future when you're, when you're our generation or baby boomer or generation C. You have to, you're like, if you don't die tomorrow, you are bound to participate in the future. And if you don't know how, it's going to be difficult for you. So if you want to make sure that you have a good life into the future and you understand what's going on and you can, you can work with it, then you better sit down right now and learn the opportunities and, and participate and don't do this what our older generation back then did. No, 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 you use the computer. I don't. If I have to, if I have to send a mail, I come to you and you do it for me. No, this is not how it's going to work. Because today, I don't have time for this anymore. I have to do my own thing. And the younger generation, they don't have the patience mm. to explain this new stuff anymore because we don't understand it. They understand it. And they have a hard time translating it into us so that we understand it. Mm. Just the last question, Kirsten. How do you integrate your spiritual being into this modern technology world? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I um, I schedule my time. I schedule spiritual time. <laughs> and um, so I, I do morning meditations and really take my time in the morning to connect with myself. Before I touch any of the technology devices, be it phone, computer, or anything, I do my meditation. I, I start for the day um, just not touching anything because as soon as you have something in your hand like your phone or you open instagram or something you're gone you're gone like your attention is gone mine at least so and my create my creative flow for what i thought oh this is this thing for today and so i'm in my that is gone too so it's like really in the morning i'm just with myself and then throughout the day, um, I have scheduled times where I just check back in with myself if I'm still staying true to me or if I'm getting lost in new technology <laughs> or in the new life. So I really make an effort to schedule times where I do one or the other. Mm, this is wonderful, Kirsten. And what would be the three important messages you would like to give to our listeners you know um i don't have three but i've been working um i've been working on, on a blog post following memorial day. last weekend was memorial day for us in the united states and um i for the very first time i had to honor like a dear loved one for memorial day falling in the service in the u.s military service 
Um, and I had a conversation with him. You know, um, I was sitting um, with him uh, one evening and we were talking. And um, instead of saying three important truths, uh, maybe I'm just going to um, tell you a sentence from that blog post because I think um, that is that is the truth in itself. Um, because the message that I got from him and that is true for me and for everyone else is that there is greatness in everyone. And with every new challenge we are committing to, there is a new layer within ourselves, a new dimension that is worth exploring. Only so can we realize how much farther we can go. Life is precious. And the best way to honor it is committing to new challenges that empower opportunities to live that greatness. And that is my truth. And I think this is a truth everyone can connect with and can move forward with. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful, Kirstine. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. And it was a pleasure talking with you. And thank you so much, dear listener, for helping to spread the word about this podcast and helping those who need to hear these messages. Have an amazing day and talk to you next week.